Welcome to Behind the Clipboard, event experts empowering you to throw killer events for your business, workplace, social circle and beyond. We're giving you the Insider Toolkit, allowing you to make your events the talk of the town. Produced by Known Associates Events, it's time to open the backstage curtain and unleash your world of events expertise. Well, hello and welcome back to Behind the Clipboard podcast. I'm Tamara Cook. And I'm Melissa Howie. And in the studio today, we have da, 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 Lala McNabb, <laughs> Yay. friend of the pod, if that name sounds very familiar to you. She was on, was it season two, episode two, Mel? Sure was. And wow. oh, such a good episode. If you haven't heard that, go mm. back to that and listen to that because we had a, an amazing chat. Um, and yeah, we have her back and I was going to do a little intro. I mean, obviously she's Perth stationery queen. <laughs> um, if anyone doesn't know the, the name Lala Designs, then where have you been living? Um, but I know you've been doing a lot and really we wanted to get you back in the studio to find out how the last 18 months has been for you since COVID, the COVID mm. has hit and, you know, events industries have just gone belly up and everyone has a different story. So, um, yeah, busting to hear. For the people that don't know you, maybe just do a little, little bit about, yeah, a little bit about <laughs> your background and then, yeah, let's uh, hear what you've well, been up to. It's funny because my intro's actually changed. I'm now Lala, CEO of Lala Design, wedding invitation specialist, Lala for business, business mentor and branding specialist and the creator for Public, which is photographic backdrops. Wow. So that's my new intro. <laughs> it's taken me a while to wrap my head around it actually and that all happened pretty much within the 18 months of COVID. That yeah. is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> and then I've got one more that I'm adding on. It's in the pipeline as I'm going. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So where do we want to start? Do you want yeah. to start with where that all began or were these little brainchilds that were um okay so lala for business has been brewing for a while and i've had that name sitting aside probably for maybe 12 months or so just before COVID here it's a bit of a future plan because i knew that i needed to split my wedding clients to my business clients because they're two different target markets you speak differently to them they have different needs and I knew that it needed to go in two different directions with two different social medias marketing and websites and even staff as such so it was kind of in the pipeline but then it got expedited because of COVID um, and then now it's its own fully fledged business and I'm was I've kind of got control of it now, but it was almost at the point that it was going so fast that my hands went off the rain and I had to get hold of them and grab them back again. And I've always <laughs> been a little bit, um, it's one of my business philosophies of where things have got to move at a pace that you can control it so that you don't lose what you're trying to achieve. It's quite easy to move really fast and all of a sudden you lose the quality or the product of your service or something like that. So yeah, um, yeah I kind of took hold of those back. So that came from COVID. So when COVID hit, so the last time we spoke, I had talked about going to New York. Mm -hmm. I booked my ticket for New York mm, to go right. and, you know, be the Australian representative station over there. That mm. six days in New York changed my life. Like it was, it was, I suppose it sounds bizarre, but it, for a number of reasons, it was pretty much the last money in the bank account that I went to spend of our personal um, amount and just took myself on a 26 hour flight to New York, not know a single soul, walked into a room of 30 people going, okay, let's make some new friends. And, um, <laughs> And I was the dork that turned up with gifts. 
<laughs> I had these little coasters made, painted by a local company with our Australian floor on it, and I went around and gave them to everyone with my card and introduced myself. And I felt like such an idiot, but then Why? it was the best thing. Yes, nobody else did it. Yeah, I thought exactly. That if we were all travelling from all over the world. And we're stationers. Wouldn't this be our jam? But no. And even the host of the workshop, the two-day workshop, didn't do gifting either. And I was like, what? I got it all wrong. Maybe too much Martha Stewart in my brain, you know. Um, <laughs> no, but everyone would have loved That was you. amazing. And I had a moment of like on the plane going, what am I doing? What is this? What about if, if this is just totally shit and a waste of my time? But I'm like, no, there's always something to learn from it and everything. And I hadn't traveled on my own for a really long time either. So that was also pushing me outside of my comfort zone. So you want you to go out on your own at night and eat on the first night because you don't know anyone and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. I loved it. I went and sat in the park with, you know, food that you bought off the sidewalk and just watched everyone. So that, um, it was a two day workshop. So I made amazing friends and everything else with it and industry friends that I'm still really good friends with, which is really lovely but I walked away from that having such a clearer idea of what I wanted my business to be Lala Design and the type of clients I wanted and I kind of had that in my mind before I went but I just didn't see that vision clear enough and I saw it as clear as day when I got back on that plane I had a book full of notes and I'd bought some great books at the airport um, and I was like just like yes this is it like I can see it really clearly I'll get rid of all this other shit that I'm thinking about and you know trying to do and everything else and I'm just going to go back and focus on that and I'm not going to let my like my eye off where I want to go and that's what I've done and it was it was ballsy in a way and I had to go in and really make some big changes in my business but it has um, blown up. So it was the things that you learnt in the course yeah. that and it were the was catalyst? Also, I think that the, what I really learnt the most is that in America when they do stationary things, it's on another level It's and that's their normal level. We kind of sit under that a little bit and right. I was always like, why can't we have that? Why can't we have Couture, you know, wedding station with that full experience and the, like the, the clients that really want to do it properly, like surely they must be here. They're here. No one was marketing to them or talking to them or anything else like that and I'm like that's where my happy place is that's the stuff I want to do I want to see everything go out myself and my team and just be oh love that how awesome is that we created that you know and we wanted that back again and my team needed it as well they were lost because I was lost yes so when I got back in I was not lost anymore Um, (laughs) I was bound yeah absolutely yeah so it kind of showed me that there is another level to go to and that was the level that I wanted to sit into so I just sat down and worked through everything with brutal honesty going right where do I need to get rid of I got to make some big decisions and that's what I did and it just moved really fast because then I knew what I was doing at the end of you know when I came back and then so that was Lala Design so, so before yeah. you move on can you tell us yes like a what was one of the big changes that okay, you made? so one of the big changes that was we were selling wedding stationery online our designs and I was trying to sell it at a price that other people were selling it for but also not wanting to sacrifice my quality but I couldn't sell it for that price without sacrificing something Mm. and it had to be the product that we were using the paper stock wasn't what I loved I wouldn't want it for my own wedding but that was the only way that we could get it out into the market at that price and I was like right that's gonna go so all of that money and time spent putting an e-com site on there and designing these invites and getting that system to work stopped I just clicked the button and turned it off and then flipped my whole entire website I rebranded again 
So I got rid of that pink pretty much and went to more, you know, the greys and the golds and stuff and decided to elevate, bought in a copywriter, got proper brand photography done, upskilled myself with social media and all sorts of things and got myself on camera more, even more than what I did before. So it was those kind of things like that. And we now have the e-com back on our side, but we're not compromising what we're giving out now. It's just convenient. You can sit on the couch at three o'clock in the morning and order your wedding invites, but you still get the amazing service and product. There's no compromises now. Fantastic. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, so that's good. That just made it so much easier. And was it one of those moments where you went to a higher price and people were getting a better quality product and it just works? Yeah, and I learned to show my worth more Mm. to uh, make our clients see why I do charge more and what value they get for it so there's no hesitation for them so that was part of my own self-education as well is changing the way that I communicated and making sure I showed that worth to the clients whether it be via an email or from the little touch points like the packaging and the sample packs and all sorts of stuff like that yeah 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 amazing Mm. sample pack is interesting because I was just thinking how so much of stationery is the stock and the yeah. feel and the touch. How would you show that over the modern marketing medium? So. so we are like I'm a researcher, so I went and ordered, and I still order sample packs from everywhere. I just do because I want to see what's going on. I'm nosy like that. So our sample packs actually come in a custom-made grey velvet envelope. Like you would sleep with it. It's oh that sexy. God. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that does sound yeah, sexy. I really want to see one now. Okay, I will have to drop one off to you. It is chock-a-block full. We don't hold back. You get letterpress, foil, multi-layers, oh. full invite sets. Like we cram that baby and it's billowing out. It, the grey velvet envelope has our monogram gold fold on the front of it. And then the wax seal on the back. Oof, and then the first thing you see it. when it opens up, it says, hey, gorgeous. But then every single sample in there is labelled with our brand sticker because I learned that when you're ordering five or six sample packs or even two and you're sitting at the table with your partner and you've got everything out on the table and you're like, I love this one, where the hell did that come from? Mm. Which sample pack is that? Like, what is that, you know? Yeah, so we went through and we go through an extraordinary amount of them and the conversion is crazy. I I do charge them $25 plus the shipping, but most people order them with other items and the shipping cost is just, it's express and it's what we pay for it because I don't want to wait anything because you know we all know that regular post is ridiculously Mm. slow um i can't tell you how many people book in an appointment a virtual consultation or send an email going your sample pack this was like we're not going anywhere else because it just was so above that level and there's no compromise so we were looking at reordering the velvet envelopes because we had to order like a thousand of them they're not sort of cheap Mm. and the first batch that came were munted so we had to get them (laughs) redone not our fault they paid for it again but they were munted from packing like not being packed (laughs) properly um and i said to the girls like do we want to like yeah it's not negotiable yeah this is what we put out there yeah yeah i love it yeah. That's your stamp. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Or that's your wax seal, I should yeah. say. The wax seal. <laughs> or the gold embossing. Yeah. yeah. So that's Lala for yeah. business. No, what's yeah. what's what, what else right. has happened? So when I got back from New York, um, my beautiful husband had a heart attack and it had a triple bypass. <gasps> oh, no. Yes, so that so kind of rocked our world for a while. And it's funny how um, a lot of people go, oh, my God, that's so unlucky. And we actually go, no, that's so lucky because you're not going to believe this story even if you saw it in a movie. On the flight home in Flight Magazine, I was reading The Symptoms of a Heart Attack. 
literally three or four days later, my husband wakes up in the middle of the, you know, odd hours, whatever, which he normally does to get up to go to work and I don't normally budge. I'm not a morning person at all. And I sort of said to him, hey, baby, you're right. He's like, yeah, I'm feeling a bit off. I'm just going to go and get some aspirin or neurofin or whatever. And he got back into bed and he'd done a really extraordinary amount of hours. He's a long-distance truck driver. Mm. And um, I said, what are you feeling? He's like, oh, my chest is sore. And I was like... I, like And I went through all the symptoms and he answered yes to everything. And I was like, get up, we're calling the ambulance. The ambulance was there in, in, in eight minutes. And mm. the hu- he didn't have, like you see in the movies, where they're clutching their chest and they're sweating. He was as calm as day as if he was just achy. And um, when we finally got him to the hospital and they did the test, they the heart attack, if he'd gone back to bed, he would have not made it because it was what they call the widow maker, the main artery to his heart. Right. My husband is fit, he's healthy, he doesn't smoke, he occasionally drinks. So he didn't fit the, but it was a family hereditary thing. Mm-hmm. So wow. that was him off work until probably February, recovering from that. Um, so that was back down to just my income only as well. You get a little bit of like, you know, insurance income, but not as much, mm. but also just, you know, it's a lot, as you know, when you're caring for someone, it's a lot of extra work on your plate. Um, and he went back to work and then COVID hit. And then COVID, I was then just thinking COVID that. Hit. Yeah, pretty much that's what it is. And he was classified as a, an essential worker. So he had to go out and work his business his that he works for was flat out and so bless him I made him this massive red badge to wear that said high risk please keep your distance and he wore it oh <laughs> bless it. this big kick-ass <laughs> red badge he's like you know bless him oh, wow. <laughs> I was like I'm not taking any chances yeah. you know it took me ages to find this man I'm not letting him go plus so serendipitous that you're yeah. reading about heart attack I know symptoms. like incredible because it gives it me was, chills yeah mm. it is a little bit mm. freaky and I was like that is like a massive blessing mm. like you couldn't have asked for anything and then you know um, obviously they took care of him really well and you know, everything else like that. And then, yeah, COVID hit, so we're rocking along. At that stage, I had my two main staff members, Kelly, who'd been with me for God knows how long, 15-odd years, and Anna had been with me for six. And I'd been talking to my friends um, overseas in New York and places like that, and they had been telling me what was going on. So I kind of knew two weeks in advance what was happening. So I'd said to my crew, this is what's coming. We need to be prepared. Here are the steps I think we should take, and here are the steps we should take personally calling in your loans and stuff. I contacted my real estate agent straight away. No one was really prepared for those phone calls, but I kind of said, this is what I think we should do. Put this in place and then reassess it, you know, reassess it in a month's time or something. And then two weeks later, it kind of happened. And that Friday, I don't know if you remember, it was like the world just stopped. Yep. Yeah. We it, was, yeah. it was Monday for us. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a Friday for us. And I remember like, my girls didn't really take me seriously. They kind of did the eye roll of your over panicking, la, you know. And I was like, okay calm down um and then the phone calls and the emails and everything started to come in and it was just oh my god it was incredible and we ended up with about 20 grand's worth of print work sitting there unpaid for yeah we take deposits but we take the final payment when we pick up um so that left us out of pocket and I kind of felt like a moral responsibility going well I need to wear that because you've got someone on the end of the phone who's just had to postpone or cancel their wedding with no idea of when it's going to happen again so the last thing you want to do is hey you need to pay up so we just kind of wore that and tried to save whatever we could and kept it aside for them future yeah and then we just had to reshuffle and then I looked at them like right we got nothing I'm like sorry girls I'm gonna have to let you go Mm. And I remember that day just saying, I don't have, you know, there's nothing. It's the most horrific feeling. Yeah, because you might have some money put away in the bank, but because you don't know what was coming, 
you can't be frivolous with it. You've got to really sit back and go, right, how am I going to manage with what I've got left with knowing that there's nothing coming in? Mm. Um, Yeah, I actually cried and I did do an Instagram story where I got on camera and just showed really what it was. I was sobbing my heart out because I'm like, I know there's plenty of others out there. You're not alone. I'm going to have a little boohoo and then I'm going to think about what to do to get on with it. I did the same. Yeah, I think it would only be natural that you would. And even still now, you have those moments of where you just want to sit in the corner and cry, don't you? Well, yeah, yeah daily. Yeah, <laughs> oh, babes, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you can live in denial, really. I just think you have to let yourself feel those emotions. Oh, yeah. 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 And it it actually was good. I, I loved seeing – this is going to come out wrong. Yeah. I love seeing other people cry on camera because that was our way of connecting. We couldn't go out and see anyone. Yeah. We could connect through social media and just seeing everyone going through those emotions and knowing that you're not alone, you're not yeah. crazy, you're – you're grieving. We were all grieving yeah. together because our amazing businesses were just taken away through no fault so, of our own. Yeah, through nothing that you could have done or anything. Yeah, mm. yeah, it was pretty, pretty crazy, wasn't so it? So were your staff stood down and you closed the doors? Yeah, pretty much. I continued to work. I went to work every day because I'm that kind of person who just gets on with life. So um, I did have one of my best friends come in, just check up on me for the day and he just laughed because he said I was literally, every time he walked back in the room, I was bouncing between the seats. <laughs> so I was in Anna's seat trying to do graphic design, which my brain is not geared for. Then I was back in Kelly's seat doing production and printing. Then I was back in my seat handling emails because we were still had to take care of little bits and pieces. Yeah. And we still had um, – we, did have, we didn't have invites on our website, but we had other products that people were buying and I saw a little bit of this increase and I was like, okay, I've got an idea. I know what I need to do. Oh, tell us. Yeah, so the idea was basically we've always had this wedding planner that we've sold and made ourselves and we were selling maybe about five a month, nothing major. They were pretty little things, very useful. Um, and then I was like, okay, I need to get this out into the market because they're going to be sitting at home wanting to spend some coin and wanting some hope. So I had two, I kind of had two or three things in my mind, which was push the wedding planners, get it onto some sort of Facebook marketing to just oversaturate myself on socials and making sure that I'm staying out there and connecting and just being going really hard at it. And then three was getting into the community and helping. So the wedding planner one, um, I got a quote for Facebook ads and it was pretty much the last coin in my bank and I was like, shit, that's a hell of a gamble. I've done Facebook ads before, they haven't really worked, so Mm. I wasn't very confident. So I reached out to someone who um, works for, you know, an awesome person and in that field and I said, could you give me some advice? Is this a reasonable amount to pay? Blah, blah, blah. And um, it's funny how things go around, come around. I had done a kindness gesture I suppose for this person and her boss returned it and set up the ads for free for me oh wow with his expertise I was blown away for it that was another cry in the corner (laughs) of going oh my god thank you kindness Um, ninja coming back to yeah absolutely and I mean we paid for the ad spend and everything but we went from five a week to like 50 in the first week like five a month to 50 in the first week and I wasn't prepared so I'd rung my printer and said right let's print and he's like yeah no I've closed oh and I was like, shit. So then, <laughs> you know, okay. So then had to go and find another local printer who we now always work with because they stepped up and above and beyond for us. Oh, and then I was doing all of it myself because my staff weren't there. Um, and some of my friends and hubby was coming in and giving me a hand. So that was our biggest pivot. And then we sat down. JobKeeper allowed us to bring my, my team back. And Yay, because job yeah, and then the wedding planners also allowed us to bring in someone else to help us pack as well for mm-hmm. the orders. 
And we then sat down and worked on other products that we could create that we could sell to the same client base. And that's what we did. So, you know, you would come in from a Facebook ad for a wedding planner and then we would retarget you for other bits and pieces through our email nurture sequence. So we put a 14-month nurture sequence together because mm. it takes 14 months wow. to nurture a wedding client. So I kind of talk to you on a kind of monthly basis, um, just touching base and kind of you get some great value in one email, then you get, you know, some pretty pencils to buy that says, you know, does this pencil make me look engaged and stuff like that. So we just found other products to sell them. So that really, like, that really helped. And it helped everything because we printed locally. So we printed everything locally. We bought everything locally. So it created this kind of system of everyone being able to get back into business. Mm. And you Um, were selling hope. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Yeah. So all the products were geared around that. Yeah, absolutely. Just joy and happiness. And we, you know, took the packaging of our wedding planner up to the next level as well, invested in that and just kept tweaking it until we got it right, found a better shipping company to work with Mm -hmm. because Australia Post were obviously struggling. So we thought there's got to be someone else out there. It's so important, wedding planners, because even though I'm I'm an event planner, when I got married, I was like, (gasps) I don't know what to do. Yeah, and, and in what order do you friend, do it in? Yeah, yeah, I asked a friend, like, how, how do you do a wedding? Yeah. <laughs> never done a wedding. Yeah, it's, it's and a, that's most people have never done a wedding. Yeah, yeah. but it, I mean, it wasn't that dissimilar to doing the events that yeah. we do. However, I was so invested in the heart yeah. that I just wanted a guide where yeah. I didn't have to think, you know, work is work, but this was so mm. different. So, yeah, great product. So it's a useful product. It's a pretty product. It's personalised and they love the fact that it's so Australian-made as well. Mm. Like they can actually see the people that, who are making it and what we're doing mm. and stuff. They can see their orders being made and shipped, you know, if they're following us on socials. Were that your it, clients mainly Australian or all over the world? We just focus within Australia. We now okay. are international with it. But in that point, we only did open international probably in January this year. But up until that point, we were just within Australia. And so from that, we increased our social media presence because they were unlucky jumping on and following us. And then they were wanting to do business with us because they could see the quality of our product and our service and everything. So that kind of just brought in extra stuff that I didn't realise was going to actually happen. I just thought I was just focused on getting that wedding planner out there. Really. But then you come up with a cool thing like, Mm. does this pencil make me look engaged? How do you come up with that stuff? Just this fun things. So the cute. best photo I've had is a guy in high vis out on site with that big truck <laughs> behind him holding the pencil. <laughs> oh, that just like made my day. I was like, that is awesome. Oh. Yeah. And people wanted to buy them as gifts to other people, like engagement gifts and stuff like that as well. Yeah, brilliant. So, yeah, that was um, probably the biggest pivot that we did for Lala for Business. And then I forgot what my second point was. The third one was getting out into the community. Socials. Uh, socials, oh, yeah. yeah. More was getting, was getting, on Yeah, on socials. So I just made sure that I was constantly on stories, talking, offering helpful advice. The biggest, like, social traction post that I got was we did some images that you could share with your family and friends saying our wedding's been postponed, we don't know what's going on or, you know, this and that. So they were free images that people could use to automatically send to their family and friends and they were pretty images. We put them up on socials and said you can use them. There's no payment needed for them. You don't need to tag us. Any other stationers want to use them, like just go for it, knock yourself out. I remember that. And we've done it a few times and that did really well. And that was just because I was like, I've got to get out there and help, man. This is like, wow. Um, and then the third one was the um, getting out into the community. We couldn't physically go out into the community, but I just put a post up that just says, uh, I think it was actually quite selfish to be honest. Um 
I know that when I'm about to hit a super stressful time, I need to take the focus off myself and go out and do something that brings the focus on the other people. So you just get out of your own head, really. And I was like, okay. So I just said I'm going to open up half an hour mini mentor sessions for free. If anyone wants it, hit the link in the bio and book one. And I got 68 in two weeks. Wow. I totally underestimated what the, <laughs> what that was going to be about. And it was hilarious because I literally had like a Zoom set up because Zoom had just come into our world. FaceTime set up, phone calls and I was like, and I didn't put any space between my appointments. Oh. It was like, duh, 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 duh. <laughs> you know big mistake. Yeah. <laughs> and um, people, we had um, even some of the stations that I met when I traveled over to New York and other people that are connected via Instagram that are overseas they jumped on as well and it was amazing because it was people from all types of businesses with all types of different issues some of it was COVID related a lot of it was social media related some of it was pri- it was all sorts of stuff and I was like oh my god and I got off every single one of them just feeling so pumped yeah like, did really you feel pumped. like you came up against things that you couldn't answer or did you have challenges or were you just um, sort of talking them through your own experience and what you would do? It was do? pretty much from my own experience. Um, if I didn't know something or I felt someone else could help them, then I would give them a referral and follow up with a little link of a referral introduction mm. or guide them through that way. Um, I think the most challenge is when you got someone and you're like, yeah, nah, you're not, I can't help you. Your mindset you're is not, not my there. person. Yeah, you, you're like you're not listening. You can see it in the face. You can see the pushback. And I'm like, okay, you're either going to have a breakthrough from this and you're going to back down and go, I'm going to be open-minded and go forward from that. But then I saw – so I kept track of every appointment and notes and everything and um, you would check up and, you know, kind of stalk them a little bit and see if they were doing anything. And then, yeah, there was just some, nothing ever happened and a lot mm. of them don't exist anymore. Mm. Yeah, so it was more like seeing the different types of people, the ones that were like, yes, give me every information I'm going to absorb it. And others are like, yeah, I do want to hear what you say, but I don't really, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, so that was interesting. And from that came Lala for Business, the need for it, where people are like, I want to pay you to be my business coach and mentor. I want to pay you to help me do these things. So, um, and then the La Life of Business launched in November last year because I joined Brooke um, in the social club for her social club plus as one of her first kind of like beta testing group. Had to fill out a little goal set and that was on the goal set. And she was like, okay, that's what we're going to do. And she literally, like, if you imagine me standing somewhere, she just pushed me, just <laughs> shoved me, went, do it. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then it literally launched within 24 hours and it was on like Donkey Kong. Yeah. And it's been great. It's been really great. So how are you dividing your time? How much are you spending on Yeah, it's interesting actually. So in my normal six-day working week, so – oh, no, actually it's five days now because I take Mondays off re- religiously. So Sunday, Mondays are my days off. Um, Tuesdays are my like my planning day for the week and I have a pretty structured – I've got now got – for staff, so I brought on a new graphic designer for Lila for business to handle the branding because that's where her strength is. Mm. And then my in-house designer just said, "I don't love it. I don't love doing this stuff. I just want to do wedding stuff." <laughs> yeah, and I could see the difference, and mm. I was like, "Okay, we'll find someone." And someone literally dropped in our lap, and she's awesome. Oh, yeah, so gosh. she created the brand for Lila for business. Yeah, I really like it. Yeah, I love it she's too. Gold. Yeah. And we do all our own, obviously, all of our own graphics in it because we got to lead by example. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Tuesday is kind of my day where I plan and is split into. So I've got the Creative Republic to manage as well, which is photographic backdrops. It kind of ticks over on its own. I don't really have to do a lot with it. Um, Wednesday is clients' days. So that could be coaching clients and 
uh, wedding clients. Thursday's following up all the clients and quoting and stuff. And then Friday's back to client day and Saturday's pretty much client day, which is predominantly a wedding client day. Right. So, yeah, yeah, it is quite full on, but um, it all seems to be working all right so far. Yeah. Yeah. You look well. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love hearing, I mean, this has kind of been mm. the theme of season five of the podcast is what did you do in the lockdown? What new things did you discover about yourself? It's been a really nice theme, actually. You think it would be depressing to hear how people's businesses shut down. and But everyone we've spoken to has started a side hustle or discovered that they actually love this one part of their business yeah. and they're going to pivot. All the silver linings <laughs> the silver just shone yeah. through. Yeah. Do yeah. you think it's because we had a bit more time to just stop and go, where do I really want to be? What do I really want to do? Well, before we were just kind of running, weren't we? Like yeah. just running and not actually stopping and going, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the things I took out of your story, even mm. besides the other businesses you've set up, is I really do think it has encouraged a respect and much more appreciation of locally produced things. Absolutely. And willing to pay more for yes. something locally produced with love that supports our community. Yes. Mm. I 100% agree. And with I think that. that is really special. Yeah. Yeah, and it's about time we saw that as well, I feel. I agree. Because there's so many local producers of so many amazing products. Yeah. And, yeah, it's heartbreaking to see, you know, stuff getting done overseas and things when we could actually do it here. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it is more expensive, but then we have a better quality of life and everyone gets the right pay to yeah. live their life the way that they should. That's right. Yeah. Who's your amazing printer? Do you want to give them a shout-out? Oh, absolutely. Local girl Kimberly at Total Digital. She's over in Burswood mm. and she just, um, I had seen her on the Perth Girl Post pages pipe up a, bit, a few bits and things. So I just placed a call, told her the situation I was in and she went, yeah, absolutely, count on us. Great. And then she helped us out a few bits and pieces and yeah, we pretty much do all of that wedding planner printing and packaging printing and everything through her. Amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. great. She's been awesome. Yeah. So, Lala, now you've got uh, multiple businesses. You can answer this in as many streams as you like. Yep. But what is your ideal client? Okay, so we'll break it down into Lala for Business is um, small business clients who are invested in doing things properly and in self-growth. They've got to have a particular mindset. So I seem to be working with a lot of businesses who have been around for a while and need to keep up to date or get up to date and pivot and be fresh, whether it be in their branding or their systems or their customer service. Yeah. Well, you know, when you've been in business for a while, I mean, how fast has it changed? Mm. Like even in the last year or six months, it changes so fast. Big time. And if you've struggled to keep up, then all of a sudden that gap is so massive that you almost just don't know where to start and don't know how to take that leap. So being guided by someone who's actually done it themselves first and who is mature (laughs) <laughs> I seem to be getting a lot of mature clients, we call it, you know, um, limited edition people um, <laughs> that want to deal with someone who's got actual real business experience, not in theory, um, also life experience. I've got a lot of life experience, so that mm-hmm. comes with it as well. So that's a lot of what Lala for Business and with the branding side of it, um, yeah, definitely people that want to go through a full brand strategy but also have someone kind of be quite blunt I think that's that seems to be the thing. Every time I ask someone, why did you pick me? They're like, because you just get to the point and there's no bullshit. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that is refreshing. I know Mel and I have this conversation quite often because when you're a business owner, um, there's no one to talk to in your business yeah. uh, except for your team who you don't really want to talk 
Like you don't yeah. want to get criticism about yourself from your team. Or actually it would be great to get it, but it might hurt too much. <laughs> but it's great to get it from an outsider and have someone tell you the home truths to analyse what you're doing and really say, look, this is what I feel, you, this is the direction I feel you should go yeah. in. And you're like, yes, thank you. I just needed yeah. that clarity. Yeah, just need something to back up. Probably what you know deep down as well. Mm. But also to be have the advice given to you from someone who you know is doing it, yeah. who's actually done it or is doing it and is killing it as well. I think that's it because you can get advice from many people yeah. but sometimes you're like well, – Unwanted. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And your yeah. family and friends just don't want to hurt your feelings. Yeah. Your team members don't want to – like I was going to say when you feelings. pay people, they're probably not going to want to hurt your feelings or give yeah. you super – Brutal advice. Yeah. So I'm definitely getting that with my business <laughs> part, Lala for business. Lala Design definitely has its own ideal client and I kind of capsulate it as saying they're couples who care about the details in service and in products. So we're getting the couples that want to sit down and make sure their guests are taken care of and everything is nicely done and they put a lot of thought into it. They're not just speeding through it. They really want it to be everything in their celebration. It doesn't mean they're spending crazy money. It means that we're just prioritising the parts that are really personal and unique to them and they care about what their, you know, what their wedding celebration is like and they're the couples that are gravitating towards me as well. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. The creative public's pretty much people that just like pretty photography. <laughs> like that want to, you know, well, actually in all honesty, that is probably more DIY photographers. You know, when you want to take your own product photography at home for your cake and your flowers or your jewellery and stuff and you can use your phone – that's what my backdrops are for. So we're not talking huge. No, we're backdrops. talking like poster size, basically. Ah, yeah, okay. that you can roll up and cart Product around with you. Photography, mm, yeah, flat lays or putting sticking them on a wall and stuff like that. So cool. Yeah, yeah, and that was done because we needed stuff for our own photographs for you know invitations and things. So I just kind of created stuff because I can't cart around a slab of marble everywhere. Yeah, and bits and pieces. So that just came from that. Yeah. And Creative Republic is the name that you used to use with your candles. candles yeah. yeah. So the candles, we kind of silently work in the background making a lot of candles for other well-known brands to sell yeah. and take care of their packaging and custom scents and everything for them. I can't disclose who we do it for, but it keeps us busy and it is a beautiful product and it does really well for those clients. Um, we are just about to bring in – Kelly's at home actually making them this week. <laughs> um, so we've just bought in some absolutely drop dead stunning French smells, French Ooh. perfumes. They were not cheap. Um, so it's kind of along the vibes of, you know, the Shangri-La in Singapore, the W Hotel, like those kind of wow. really lush scents. And that will go on our Lala for business as gifting candles. And then on Lala Design, we're just doing the kind of I suppose the neutral base ones like coconut and lime and toasted marshmallow and stuff like oh, that, yum. where you can choose to have a matching label made. So at the moment you can order your wedding planner and then you can order a notebook that matches. You can order custom gift boxes with the matching graphics and names of all your bridal party, whatever, and then you'll be able to order a candle and stuff like that. So we're just adding mm. more stuff to it. Yeah, but Beautiful. I love a fair of candles. Has not stopped <laughs> at all. That is good It's to probably hear. gotten worse. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a real, real COVID made it really difficult to do candles because you couldn't get stuff because everyone started to want to make stuff at home. Mm. The hobby crazy. Yeah. Really <laughs> My favourite. Yeah. Um, I love Nina Bailey's yeah, products. Yeah, she does beautiful And products. she does this amazing caramel. Is it burnt caramel? I've forgotten mm. what it's called now. 
salted caramel, salted caramel, I think it is, um, diffuser. And during COVID, I ordered a bunch of them because I just love it so much. <laughs> and she couldn't get her regular supplier, yeah. so it was just slightly different and it wasn't exactly the one I wanted. But then she got that supplier yeah. back and I bought up big. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yes. that was the problem that we had. Like our client wanted, you know, his candles, more candles. And we're like, we can't get the scents and all sorts of stuff. And and we were literally, it was like, um, you know, all three screens are up and open and the notification comes up that it's on. So we all log into three separate <laughs> accounts because there was minimum <laughs> buys. And we're like, right. And we've all got my credit card and we're like, shop, you get yours, I'll get the wax, you get this. You know what I mean? It was like a frenzy. It's kind of balanced out a little bit more now, but it, it was really quite difficult there for a while. Yeah. yeah. With everything actually, with getting anything. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's crazy. It's a, it is a whole new world. Yeah, it is. It really is. This is the new version. Yeah, we're really not going is. back. This is the new version. Mm. Yeah. Now, we asked this last time you were on the podcast, so uh, if you don't have an answer now, that's mm. fine. But uh, what's the most memorable moment you've had in an event <laughs> recently? I had to think about this and I actually stood in my um, team room and said, guys, I've got this question because my mind always goes back to when I used to run events at restaurants and things and there was always those crazy ass stories, but that was in the 90s when things were way out of control. <laughs> but um, Anna actually reminded me one that happened, it happened before COVID. So we just started working with a brand new wedding planner. So, you know, we want to make sure that everything we do is exceptional and we had a, we were doing some on-day st- um, stationery for them. We hadn't done any invites and we had a courier pick up the signage and everything to drive out to the venue in the Swan Valley and it was on a Thursday so the courier would have got it there on the Friday because it was an overnight um, crew even though they were sort of based in Perth and we got this phone call at like Thursday afternoon at two o'clock going from the planets going where's our order and we're like well it's on with the crew it'll be there tomorrow no 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 the wedding is today oh. and we didn't have a date on anything because we didn't do the there was no dates on any of the signage there was no dates on the order form and there was no date because we didn't do the invites we didn't know what the date was so we had just assumed it was a Friday or Saturday wedding. We assumed mm-hmm. it was a Saturday wedding, so Friday was more than enough time. Mm. Uh, no, it was a oh. Thursday wedding. So we rang the courier company and they were not very helpful. We don't use them anymore. Oh, um, couldn't locate the driver. Oh, no. Couldn't locate the <laughs> signage. It got to like, I left it for an hour, nothing was happened. So then I rang my signage guy and said, I'm in the shit. This is what I need. How can we make this happen? And he's like, right, I'll get, like, and I think his team had knocked off. And he says, I will get in there myself. So he got back in there himself. I then rang Swan Taxis to pick up the order from the printers because I couldn't logistically go in peak traffic Mm. to the printers, then back and then drive out to Swan Valley and get there in time. So I was like, right, Swan Taxis. So got (laughs) them. He picked it up. He thought it was odd that he had signage in the back of his car. I chucked it into my car, sped out to the Swan Valley, and I swear to God, literally before the doors opened the reception, it was on the easel. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. And that was, and w- then it was like the, you know, finally we got a call back from the courier company on the Monday or whatever else like that, going, oh, we've got your signs. On the Monday. Yeah, it was just 
ridiculous. I was like, I was so mad, so mad. But the most important thing was the bride and groom didn't know. The planners had what they needed and we were done. But we definitely check, particularly now because COVID weddings, Mm. after COVID, weddings are at odd days now. Mm. Events are at odd days. You cannot no longer assume that it's just a Saturday. Yeah, people are just getting in whenever they can, as fast as they can. Yeah, so we just double check now that we've got it and we're over prepared and we now just use a direct courier that we trust or I would bloody drive that thing out there myself. <laughs> I, I can just imagine you at the end like putting that down at the event in the event space and just going, Oh my god. How did I do that? How did yeah. that actually physically yeah. happen? That's Yeah, but need. I'm like I cannot let these people down. Yeah. Like I just can't. It's a, not a good way to start. Oh, fantastic. Yes. My blood so pressure my story. just went up a lot. Yes. Oh, no, that was, I was getting fire festival vibes. <laughs> what were the signs you read about in the magazine? <laughs> I needed to be checked. Oh, no? for too, heart attack? Yeah, too soon? Yeah, <laughs> shit. <laughs> shit. So, Lala, yeah. where can people find you? Oh, okay. Lots um, of places. Lots of places. Predominantly on Lala Design Perth on Instagram. And Lala for Business on Instagram. They're the two places you'll find me the most, depending on what you would like to, like, see. Whether you're getting married or not. Yeah, whether you're getting married, go to Lala Design Perth. And if you're not getting married and you just want general, you know, business advice or want to listen to my rants about things, um, go to Lala Design, Lala for Business. They're good rants. Yeah. They're great. They're they're very entertaining. Yeah. You've always got your lipstick on and, yeah, it's amazing. Apart from Instagram beeping me now when I swear. Oh, do yeah, they? with the captions. When oh. you put the captions on, ah. they'll actually beep you. So I do get beeped a bit. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just makes it more entertaining. Passionate. Does, yeah. <laughs> um, and lastly, yes. how's Hubby? He is great. He's not – He's. we've actually got a T-shirt for him that says Alex 2.0. So <laughs> this is the second version of him because oh. – um, He's not the same person. He's changed, obviously, emotionally and, mm-hmm. you know, physically as well. Emotionally, he's had a whole new kind of lease of things, which has been a positive mindset thing. But physically, it's been a, yeah, it's been a long haul and it's still a long haul trying to get him better. There was this kind of, what's the word? I think, is it na- naiveness? Naivety? Yeah, yeah. where you'd, it almost, they made it seem like they would go in, put in all these new bits of it and he'd be brand new, but he's not. Mm. He's not. He's great. He's be- he's better, but he's not the way he was before. Mm. Yeah, he's different. Yeah, but he's here. That's all that matters. That's you know? the important part. Yeah, absolutely. It. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining oh, us today. It's my pleasure. Awesome. It's always <laughs> great to have you in the studio. We love it. We Give it another it. few seasons, you'll be back in. Oh, <laughs> I just want to put see. your laugh on loop. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. yeah, maybe we'll be doing it from my private jet on the back of my boat or something. Ooh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Hell <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a plan, doesn't it? Thank you for having me. Always love being here. Pleasure. Thanks for tuning in. For your chance to have your questions answered or join our conversation, follow us on Instagram at Behind the Clipboard Podcast. Yeah.